Here we go again! Recorded live at the spot in Culver City, California! It's the second episode of A Song of Vice and Ire, here on the world-famous, at least in our world, radio serial, Tales of the Extraordinary! Back home in Los Angeles, silent screen star Randolph Moon is hard at work. After months of coma, kidnapping, and supernatural possession, he is just trying to return to a normal life. Well, normal for him, that is. How about thee, knave? My sword will run you through, like your fair mother was run through you by bastard. my... Yeah. That's the spirit. Feel the blood flowing, now you're... Hey, watch it, kid! Yeah. Help! Somebody! Cutting, cutting, cutting! I'll kill you! Not today, thanks! What? My sword! Nighty night, kid! Ugh. Moan, goddammit! What did I do? Other than talking incessantly throughout the shot and riling up yet another extra? All you said was not to sing. This time. You know how hard it is to get one of these monkeys out there in that line that can actually use a sword? I'm afraid I don't, but... That's why I'm not the director. If someone get me a sword, I'm going to kill this uppity Philistine right here. That sounds like my cue for a break. I'll be in my dressing room, boys. You've got 15 minutes, princess. Yeah, yeah. Hey! Hey, Stanley! Over here! Oh, uh, hi there, Randolph. Uh, sorry, I must not have seen you there. Was it the brown musketeer outfit and feathery hat? Yeah, well, uh... <laughs> I can't help but get the feeling that you're avoiding me, pal. I thought you were my agent. What? Oh, of course, Randolph, of course. I've just been, uh, you know, busy. Too busy to get back to me on the jazz singer roll? I heard they already started shooting exteriors in New York. What gives? Oh, hell. Look, Randolph, I, I really like you. I do. That's why I couldn't bring myself to tell you that... What? Tell me what. Am I still in it or not? Well, Randolph, I mean, you gotta look at it from the Warner's point of view. You were missing for weeks. They thought you were dead. Well, I'm not. The brothers are having enough of a financial problem with the studio. If they don't have a surefire hit, they're done. Who is it, Stanley? Who'd they give my part to? Jolson. Jolson? Wait, who? Al Jolson, the Broadway actor. Broadway? Like theater? Yes, Randolph, like theater. What are they doing with a thespian starring in a film? Well, it's not just any thespian. He's huge in the stage world. He, he did vaudeville, too, like you. Really? Wait. He's a singer, right? Yeah. Did he, you know, wear the face? Blackface? Yeah, he's a big minstrel guy. I remember him. The Jew. Keep your voice down. What? He's Jewish. And so's half of Hollywood. Ugh. They'd kill me if they knew I told you this, but... The brothers wanted one of their own for the movie. What? That's racist! It's a movie about a Jew, Randolph. Hell, it's based on Jolson's life. Didn't you read the script? I skimmed it, yeah. It ended with him going back to the synagogue, for Christ's sake. Pardon my French. Whatever, are they still going to try the Vitaphone? Yeah. Damn it, Stan. This movie screams Randolph Moon. Talking picture musical? I'm sorry, Moon. It's a done deal. They even changed the ending to include Jolson's blackface shtick. What? No. That's dirty. What do you mean? Audiences will eat that up. Music, talking, and blackface. How can anyone compete with... With... What is it? Shh. 
There's something happening in my head. I think I just had an idea. Stop the presses. Can it, Stanley? Listen here. If the Warners don't want me in their film, then old Randolph Moon will just do his own film without him. Are you serious? Look at me, Stanley. Do I look like I'm kidding around? With a giant feathery hat on your head? Never. Oh, right. Well, I'm serious. I, I can sing. I can hire a Vitaphone guy. Ever done blackface? No, but I will. Come on, we got work to do. We? Wait up. Did, did you say we? Moon! In Los Angeles, history is being made as Randolph Moon prepares to make the first talking motion picture. He has lined up a talented director, writer, and star. But he can't do everything himself, folks. He's also going to need to audition actors. I told you, Randolph, I'm a talent agent, not a casting director. What's the difference, Stanley? A casting director... Finds talent. And that's exactly what you're doing. Anita! Yeah, Randolph? Send in the first actress. Sure thing, Randy. Ahem. What? Oh, really? Hello. My name is Anita Goodagent, and I will be reading for the role of Marie. I know who you are, Anita. You're working for me today, remember? Shall I begin? Fine. Show us what you got. Here's the script. All right, all right. Here we go. Ready? Yes. Okay. You look so beautiful and peaceful, you almost look dead. And I'm... Okay, thank you. Oh, are you sure? I have more. Uh, we'll call you. Thanks a lot, Anita. Send in the next person, please. Sure thing, Randy. Next! Oh, you look so beautiful and peaceful. You almost look dead. And I'm glad. I'm glad because, because there's something, something I, I always wanted to say that's always been very difficult for me to say. I'd just like to say thank you for the op- You! Mary? Mary Pickford? No one told me you were directing this. You're not still mad about me throwing you off that stairway, are you? Flaming staircase, you mean? Not my fault. Screw you! And screw this picture! What the hell was that all about? Long story. Move on! Send in the next one, Anita. Oh my god. Directing is killing me and I haven't even started production. Not to fear, Randolph. We have one last girl here. Uh, Miss Wojciechowski from Poland. Quite an impressive list of silent films. Is that so, miss? Well, I'm afraid this isn't a silent film, so no accents. Whoa! Sweet Mary, is she stripping? It would appear so. Uh, miss, please, this isn't... Stanley! Quiet. Let the lady show us her talents. Mr. Moon? Oh, my. You've most certainly passed my audition. Stanley? What? Take a break while I conduct Miss Wojciechowski's callback in private. Hey! Don't worry. Shouldn't be more than a few minutes. Right this way, ma'am. Oh! Aggressive! What have I gotten myself into? All right, then. Let's get started on the men. Next! Oh! I'm somebody! I'm now. somebody now! Millions of people look at this book every day! This is a kind of spontaneous publicity. Publicity? That... Your name in print! That 
makes people. I'm, I'm in print. Things are going to start happening to me now. <laughs> this is the kind of spontaneous publicity that makes people. I'm in print. Things are going to start happening to me now. Wait, wait, wait. I know you. Randolph? Yeah. You're Eddie Tate, my lawyer. You don't know your own lawyer? It's been a rough year. What have you been up to, Eddie? Oh, you know, busy with RJR. But on the side, I have been narrating a little radio serial. Actually, I'm an announcer and narrator. What's the difference? I'm glad you asked. The announcer introduces the show like, Welcome to Tales! Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's a narrator, then? The narrator narrates the story itself, setting up the dramatic scenes, like... Now we take you to Los Angeles, where Randolph Moon prepares to make the first talking motion picture. I like the sound of that. Get it? Sound. Well, I'm sorry, Mr. Tate, but the role you're reading for is the main villain, and I'm afraid Wait. that... Wait. Uh... Hold on. You know what this film needs, Stanley? A miracle? No. A narrator. Are you serious? Yeah, screw title cards. Eddie! Yeah, Mr. Moon? You're hired. That's swell, Mr. Moon. Just swell. Let me just finish up my radio gig tonight, and I'll see you on set. Deal. Please, Randolph. Either kill me or let me go. I can't take the humiliation. Sorry, pal. I'm gonna need a production assistant when filming starts. There's only one guy I can trust with that. Who? Wait, me? But but I hardly know you. I'm just your agent. Not anymore. Let's do this thing. Deep in the bayou of Louisiana, Jack Johnson, the poor son of a Negro sharecropper family, is wooing his mute lady friend, Bernie, the only way he can, through song. My honey, I know, I know with the dawn that you will be gone, but Oh, Bernie, you have the voice of an angel. If only you could talk and tell me how you truly feel in your own words. What? What's that, baby? Blue skies smiling at me. Nothing but blue skies do I see. Oh, baby, I know. I know. How can a beauty such as yourself ever marry a poor black man like me? But someday, Bernie, someday I'm going to be famous. My name's going to be in print. I'm going to be somebody. No one will care that a mute southern belle and a black sharecropper are shacking up in a big, gaudy mansion. (gasps) Oh! That's right, baby. Wait, you spoke. You spoke, Bernie. Jack, I love you. Oh, baby. Give me some of that loving right here. Cut. What? Cut, Randolph, cut. What are you doing, Stanley? I told you, I yell cut. You just keep the camera rolling while I'm acting. Yeah, I know what you said, Mr. Moon, but he told me to do it. He who? Mr. Moon, how do you do? I'm Xavier Rabinowitz, lawyer for the Warner Brothers. Oh? 
See? If I could have a word with you about your little production, Mr. Moon. Well, I... Oh, Mr. Randy, it's shooting over. I need to lie on couch again, yes? Whoa, hey. Shh. Let's just... Yeah, go to my office. I'll be there soon, Doc. I will entertain self until then, yes? Yeah, sure. Uh Stanley! That's lunch, everyone. What can I help you with, Mr... Call me Xavier. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, Mr. Moon, but I'm afraid the brothers are none too happy with this gross plagiarism of their own competing product. Plagiarism? That's absurd. Really? You are wearing blackface, sir, in a musical motion picture, and I believe that's a microphone I see with the Vitaphone logo on it? So? Plenty of people do those things. Don Juan was just last year. You were just singing Blue Skies, Mr. Moon. A centerpiece of the Warner's jazz singer. Is it? I wouldn't know. Must be coincidence. It's not like they're the only ones who can use it or anything. Actually, yes, they are. They bought the rights from Mr. Berlin specifically for the film. Rights? Yes, the... I'm sorry. Was that an exclamation of incredulity or ignorance? You lost me. Perhaps I may be of assistance, Mr. Moon. Eddie! I almost forgot you were here. That's the sign of a good narrator, they say. Xavier, this is Eddie Tate, my lawyer. I'm familiar with Mr. Tate's work with R.J. Reynolds and the Unknown trial last year. Swell, swell, it's good to have a reputation. Now, what seems to be the problem, sir? Well, currently, it seems to be that your client here... Not officially. I'm merely his employee today. Look, Moon... Do you have the rights to use any of these songs in your film? Naturally. Mr. Moon wouldn't... What does that mean? What? Really? Uh Uh-oh. It means you cannot legally use these songs without their permission. That they can sell the exclusive rights to use them to anyone they want. Or to refuse anyone they want. Oh. Well... When you put it that way... Oh my, would you look at the time? I'd better be off to my radio gig about now. See you tomorrow, Mr. Moon, if you're still in production. Eddie! Mr. Moon? What? Oh, yeah. Look, I'm just using these songs as placeholders for now, okay? We're going to be inserting our own original tunes into the final project. You what? I'm writing them right now as we speak. You... You write music. There's a lot you and your shyster employers don't know about me, pal. Was that a racial epithet? What? No. It's English. Look it up. Are you for real? And as for the blackface, well, that's also a placeholder. We have actual real-life Negro actors in our production. Beat that, Jolson! Excuse me? Yeah, that's right. And you know what else? We got animals, too. Uh, I, I don't quite follow. Does the jazz singer have a cute dog companion, huh? I think not. Well, neither do you that I see. Not yet, but that's the next scene. With my super intelligent terrier, Beanie. Uh-huh. That's right. And if I see any cute doggy sidekick in the jazz crapper... What? I'll get my boy Eddie to sue you. Ha! You'll have to find me first. You're a madman, Moon. Maybe so. But we'll see who gets their talkie out first. Yes, I guess we will. Good day, Moon. Good day. Mr. Randy. Dear Lord, woman, where are your clothes? I'm finished. Are you coming? Sorry, Randolph. I tried to put a robe on, but she slapped me. 
It is so warm here in America. Why do you wear clothes at all? We got bigger things to worry about, Stanley. Drop that robe. We're going dog shopping. What? Oh, I love the little doggies, yes. Yippee, yippee. Are you sure this plan will work? <laughs> of course. People love dogs. Especially cute ones like Beanie here. Isn't that right, boy? I can't hear myself think, Randolph. Good. You're not being paid to think, Stanley. You just gotta do what I tell you. So, you're still going through with all the other changes? Yep. You're now a poor white man who thinks he's a poor black man? No one's gonna buy that. They'll buy Jolson as an entertainer. He is an entertainer. Whatever. I, I got everything riding on this, Stanley. I can't let the Warners win. Ready to film, Jim? Uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Moon, but I just can't get a volume set with that, that uh, pooch there. Oh, come on! You want to do a silent film or you want to do a sound picture? Because it's a whole new world, pal. you got to think on a different level of complexity. Thanks. Now I've got the Vitaphone operator giving me a lecture. Fine. Fine. Lose the dog. My pleasure. Ah, oh, finally. Sorry, Randolph. No animal demographic after all. Not so fast, Stanley. What? I said we're going to have an animal co-star, and I mean it. I'm going to have a cuddly creature in this flick if it kills me. And I think I know just the chimp for the job. Did you say... chimp? We'll return to our tale after this word from our kind sponsor. Good evening. I'm T.S. Eliot. And if you're like me and my friend Ezra Pound, you want to make it new, whether you're talking about literature or home furnishings. That's why I'm proud to announce the opening of the Lost Generation's Modern Furniture Emporium. April is the cruelest month, but it's also a month of savings, like the love song of J. Alfred Brufrock bedroom collection. I thought I heard the mermaids singing one by one. I did not think that they would sing for me. But then they did, and they said, this is fantastic bedroom furniture. I would like not for you to take my word for it, but to take it from my friend and alcoholic Dorothy Parker. Screwdrivers fit wrong, drill bits die, pinewood splinters might as well buy. Our 400,000 square foot warehouse, the revolving suns of dying planets, Sadatha's tears. I mean by that that we are off Main Street in the furniture district. The Lost Generation's Modern Furniture Emporium, where you won't have to measure out your life with coffee spoons, but you will have to build it with Allen wrenches. Now, let's wash the taste of that advertisement out of our mouths. I once had wealth, power, and the love of a beautiful woman. Now I only have two things. My beautiful singing voice... And my best friend. <laughs> That's right, boy. The friendship between a man and his chimp is unbreakable. <laughs> and so is the love of family. Huh? Is that you? It sure is. Your mother's in the car along with your sisters and brothers. What car? The limousine on the corner. You mean... That's right, boy. You didn't lose all your money. 
We kept everything you sent us. That added up to a small fortune. You have a home with us, son. If you'll take it. <laughs> can I take my chimp? Son, you can take whomever you want. Let's go, Gatsby. We've got a home again. <laughs> and that's a wrap, everybody. You look great, Randolph. I think we got ourselves a movie. Thanks, Stanley. And you too, Gats. I thought you were a madman, but you were right about Mr. Gatsby here. He's a natural on camera. <laughs> He's had a great teacher, right, boy? <laughs> well, I better get these cans down to the developers so we can finish the edit. I'm gonna need a few minutes to wrap up these Vitaphone tapes, Mr. Moon. Boys, boys! What's the rush? We just finished our own independent motion picture. It's gonna bring the studios to their knees. Yeah, that's great, but... It's time to celebrate, fellas! <laughs> now? But it's only two in the afternoon. More time for drinking. Isn't that right, Gats? <laughs> Moses, fetch us some of your finest moonshine. Now hold on there, sir. Whoever said I have moonshine? Just because I'm from Mississippi don't mean I partake in the devil's sauce. Oh, really? I'm sorry, I, I thought you... <laughs> I'm just fooling you, Mr. Moon. I got a barrel in the trunk. Just need some help getting it out. <laughs> I think you're gonna have to fight Gatsby off for it. Go get some glasses, my friends. It's martini time. Yes, sir. As the morning sun rises in Los Angeles, Randolph Moon and his crew are all slowly emerging from their alcohol-induced comas to a bright world of disappointment. Randolph! Randolph! Are you up? Uh, oh, my head. Oh, Randolph, what happened? Shh! Keep it down. I think my brain is trying to escape. The studio is trashed. I woke up underneath two flappers. Do you remember inviting flappers? I don't. I don't remember anything, Stan. Where's Moses? I don't know, but there's a blood trail leading to the ladder. I'm afraid to check the rafters. Uh, all right, all right. Let's remain calm. <sighs> what about Gatsby? He's pretty solid with his drink. Maybe he can help. I haven't found him yet. I came and got you after I saw the blood. Help me up. Let's oh. look for him together then, yeah? Yes, sir. Did you check the office? Not yet. Oh, Randy, you have come again. I find furry costume like a monkey. Shall we? Not in there, but close. I wish I could unsee that. Well, if we find Moses on this search, you can ask him for some more moonshine. No, I'm going stone cold sober from this day forth. Yeah? Good luck with that. What the? Oh, dear. I told you! I told you he was in the rafters! Calm down, Stanley. Oh, we're going to prison. They're gonna hang us for murder! Stop it. Look, it's not a person. What? That's racist. It's the stunt mannequin from the bayou scene, remember? Oh, yes, sweet lord. Come on, let's check the storage room. Okay, wait. You don't think he got into the film canisters, do you? I'm sure it's fine, but we might as well... Oh, no. Gatsby! What is this? No! Gatsby, what are you wearing? We were playing King Tut. Look, he's a mummy. Mummy, monkey, it made a lot more sense earlier. You, you wrapped him in film? What? No, that sound reel is so much better than film stock. Less stiff, right, kid? 
It's ruined! Oh, no, no, it's not like that, Moon. This stuff's real durable. It's covered in alcohol. Oh, so it is. Yeah, okay, right, it's ruined. But look! Out! Both of you! Now, Moon, let's not overreact. You! Ruined my picture! My dream! Okay, that's fair. Stanley! <laughs> Stanley! Stop crying! All that work! I'm sure there's plenty here to work with. I'll kill you myself! <laughs> hey, stop! You're strangling the monkey, Moon. I'm not gonna stop him. Hell, I was about to do the same thing. I'll kill you! Kill you! Okay, that's probably bad. Stanley? No more! I'm not listening to you anymore, Randolph. I've had it with... Oh! Sorry, Stanley. I had to knock some sense into you. With the film canister? Oh, right. Yeah, it was the closest. You could have damaged the film, you madman! Well, fine. I'll just drop it. Ah! My ears. My head. What's your problem, Moo? <laughs> oh, a hangover. <laughs> right, your problem is you stopped drinking, am I right? I said get out! Now! On our way. Come on, boy. No! The chimp stays. I'm not done with him yet. Bet you wouldn't want to be that monkey, would ya? Stay tuned for the finale of A Song of Vice and Ire. And there's only one place to do that, right here on Tales of... 